and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And Carl. And we're back. We're back. We took a break because because there was uh, Easter and we forgot what time is. Yep. As you do. Let's be real here. I forgot what time is. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was I was thinking like it seemed like a really fast two weeks by the time two weeks was up, so it was longer than usual for me because I usually fail to play the game uh, in the first week and then have to scramble to do it in the second week. And this time I played it early and ah. because I streamed it. Uh, so I was like, I'll just I'll stream this and see what happens. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait, I guess we're not recording. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I guess it also I mean, it helps that it was a short game. Yes. I may have missed my chance to highlight it, but that's okay. It's It was a very small stream. Um, Kelso, I understand in the past few weeks uh, you picked up Ring Fit. How's that going for you? I did pick up Ring Fit. Oh, it's fun. I like it. I haven't um, done it this past week because uh, we've been. Uh, it's been a stressful week. But yeah, I, I, I am enjoying it. It's like the perfect, the perfect amount of a workout. I am definitely working out but not like dying <laughs> yeah it's great yeah i am uh i am on day today will be day 98 of ring fit adventure for me uh of the in-game timer yeah so i'm very very close to the 100 days mark and i will be fit that's how that works, right? You do it a hundred yes. days and you suddenly become fit. Yep. I guess you are um, <laughs> comparatively. Yeah. I think I am way better than when I started. Yeah, you decide I, what fit means for you. I won't know truly if I'm fit until we go until the pandemic ends and we go back to work uh, at the our office. Cause my goal with, with working out was uh, we work on the fourth floor of a, like a co-working space and I want to be able to climb the stairs to the fourth floor without feeling winded afterwards. <laughs> that's a good, that's a solid goal. Yeah. So if, if when we get back to work, I'll be able to test if that has occurred or not, but I do think I am more fit than when I started um, because like the first couple of days I did like six minutes on the in-game timer and I thought I was like dying. I was, it was so hard. Uh, and now I do like 18 minutes and I'm like, eh, I could go longer if I wanted to, but it's fine. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it runs you real hard. And yeah, that, that in-game timer is pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, it only runs while you're like actively flexing something basically. Yeah. Yeah. Really puts a lot of things into perspective. Yeah, there's no, like, pausing between crunches or whatever to catch your breath. It's like, the timer's gonna stop and wait for you. You're like, you, you sure? You're ready? So bad you. you can't pause, like, while you're doing the running bit, mm -hmm. which is troublesome for me, because anytime I'm out, out there in the living room, like, that's when the cat decides uh, it's time to get into some shit. Um, so I'm, like, constantly having to, like, run away uh and you know keep the cat from knocking something off the counter or keep the cat from stealing the sponge uh, away from the sink 
So you um, can you can pause if you if you press the upward button on the four face buttons on the the Ring Fit controller, because that'll that'll take you to the menu oh. and that effectively pauses you. Dang. Well, that's good to know. I always <laughs> try to hit like the the plus minus. Yeah, I guess you can just go to the home menu on the Switch too. Yeah, that's I what I've been doing. True. I suppose that's true, but then you risk the run the risk of accidentally closing the software without meaning to. Yeah, I just uh, checked. Yeah. Like, there's like Ring Fit Adventure speedruns. I was wondering about that because as I've been playing it, I'm like. I bet there's ways to cheese this system to get the input to register as something that it's not. And yeah, I bet but... if you use tricks, you could actually get through it pretty quick. But the thing is, like, also, I've been going, like, 20 hours-ish or, or longer um, in this game. And it's still, like, going pretty strong. So it feels like it would be a tough game to speedrun. Yeah, so the any person speedrun is 12 hours long. Yeah. I was thinking, like, we're talking RPG-length speedruns here. Yeah. I'm so curious about that. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Because I would think, like, if you, if you like, put your foot on the ring con for anything that you have to, like, that you're supposed to use your arms on, because you're, usually your, like, lower body is stronger for that. Or, or else, like, um, uh, do a calibration on it so that it takes, like, almost no... Uh, actual force for it to register a press. Um, and then for the leg one, I imagine you probably just hold that and wiggle it instead of actually moving your leg or tilt it certain ways. Um, I bet there's lots of ways to trick the sensor. Or maybe all the speedruns are just being done by like a superhuman fitness <laughs> god. Really buff people. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Drago I mean, I... himself. Yeah, I imagine you, it like, no matter what, it does probably get tiring to do 12 hours of it in a row. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah. you know, I've seen people who uh, speedrun Wind Waker, like, showing off their arms, and they have, like, one disproportionately oh, muscly arm because there's a trick where you have to, like, speed press the same button every frame for, like, 60 seconds in a row. Yeah, Wind Waker mashing is insane. <laughs> Maybe it's even longer than that, I don't remember. But yeah, that's it's this the super swim trick where you're like you're you're like turning around every frame and pausing so that you can like build up speed so that Link just swims across the ocean instead of needing the boat. It's yeah. pretty hilarious to watch. That's pretty great. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Carl posted a fun, uh, video in our general hangout. That's, uh, three hours of terrible video game music to relax slash study to. And I saw this list and I thought to myself, there's three things this could be. This is either a list of really terrible music from video games, or it's a list of decent music from very terrible video games or it's a list of good music from good video games that's just really inappropriate to study slash relax to because it's like too high energy or like creepy or something like that 
Uh, so I listened to it, and it's the first one. The music is terrible. Why did you do this to us, Carl? I'm gonna say it's. I think it's all three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I was I was listening to some of them, and some of those songs are definitely definitely bops. Um, but it's like starting with the um, Resident Evil basement music really does set the the tone. Yeah, I pre- I literally just started it, like heard the f- like first you know twenty seconds of that Resident Evil music, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I understand what this is. I think Resident Evil Director's Cup is a interesting game. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the first Resident Evil that game that was like famous on the uh, like bad voice acting lines uh, website for just some of the worst voice acting? It's one of them. I know. I know. Like the Maybe. master of unlocking line. Yes, yeah, uh, gets of thrown unlocking. around a lot. You, the master of unlocking. <laughs> and um, Jill Sandwich is the other one. And then the other game that I know gets thrown around a lot is um, House of the Dead Two. I think, where it's a combination of bad, badly recorded and like badly translated. Like there's the. I think the most famous one that I can think of is when you're trying to save a survivor and the survivor is trying to tell you like there's zombies over here it's not safe basically but she just says don't come don't come no pretty no. much exactly like that oh, um, no. it's it's great there used to be a site that was like the worst voice acting archive <clears throat> there it is audioatrocities.com it still exists nice it looks i know oblivion had some real bad it's got it's got some yeah their worst five are listed as last alert deep deep fear resident evil castle shikigami and chaos wars uh all from the chaos wars is the most recent at 2008 and then castle shikigami is 2004 everything else is pre-year 2000 this site looks real 90s though let me tell you the question is, is it only bad voice acting in English? I think so, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's English language. That, that could make sense. Yeah, I. if, if it was not, I, I suspect there would be a whole lot more Brazilian, um, Brazilian dubs on here. I have a friend in Brazil, and his the main thing that he talks about is how bad the Brazilian voice acting is in games because it's yeah it's Brazil like had... yeah go on oh I was gonna say it's it's sort of like how um the the English voice acting in Shenmue is so bad because they didn't get actual English speaking voice actors they just took anybody who lived in Japan and wanted to work on their game and could speak English and mm. that's a lot how that's a lot like how it is um for brazilian portuguese oh dear yeah, brazil has a really interesting and cool like history with video games or like having yeah. a lot of like bootlegged stuff a lot of like fan-made stuff yeah um a lot of yeah bootleg and gray market stuff i'm surprised mr mosquito isn't on like the the, the top what is it 65 here because mr mosquito was even worse um in that they they didn't even hire english-speaking voice actors they just gave the japanese voice cast the english script 
and had them read it and they like didn't know what they were saying because Ooh. they didn't speak that much english mr mosquito is a great one and i i strongly recommend it um just to listen to how it sounds and this has been the voice acting segment of the podcast <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. Any, anybody do anything else interesting over the past couple of weeks? Play anything good? Uh, I feel like I did, but I can't remember. What have I been playing? Gosh. I started playing Control. How how are you liking it? I haven't gotten very far yet. Um, it's... I think it's the... It's, exactly the thing I expected it to be so far for the most part. I did not expect it to be as funny as it is. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. like ambient stuff around there that's just really tongue-in-cheek funny. Um, and I mean, it's it, it's overall seems to be a serious game that takes itself pretty seriously, except like for everything that you find in the environment. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I appreciate. It. Um, still, I still haven't finished the DLCs. Yeah, I can't. I can't play too much at a time because it's uh, it's not great for my nausea. Even though it's not technically first person. Um, but I have some ginger ales now. the The major like barrier to me playing it has been uh, that my computer does not spec to it so uh i've been playing it on my husband's computer which means he has to like not be on his computer while i'm doing it <laughs> so yeah that does it i know there are, i can't remember exactly what settings but there are a handful of settings that i played with that made it run a lot better on my computer and i can look and see if those if that helps at all but yeah. if you're already playing it on your husband's computer it's probably fine yeah i already am so um i've also Ooh, been yeah I mean, like, I, my computer is getting to be kind of outdated at this point. I really should upgrade, like, especially my video card. But you can't get any video cards right now because fucking Bitcoin. Um, but Wait, that's not because Bitcoin, right? Well, like, I don't, in I don't general, think it's because of Bitcoin anymore. Mining. I yeah, mean... I don't, I don't know if the crypto no. mining is... The current crisis is like, it, they don't have any, like, ships. So like a lot of stuff don't get can't get made. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, there's there's also there's a I'm sure like a large number of factors. But I'm yeah. also I'm also just like I've been reading a lot about cryptocurrency recently, and I'm very angry at it. So I'm choosing to blame Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Um, I yeah. I don't even want to fucking think about NFTs. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, other thing I've been playing a lot of recently is Loop Hero, <laughs> because unlike most games on the podcast where I say I might go back and play more of this, I actually did go back and play more of this after we finished recording. Um, yeah, and you, um, you, you, you finished it, didn't you? I finished it. I beat the entire game. Purpose. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly going through and doing, uh, I'm actually doing, um, achievement hunting now on it. Um, um, because it's got all... no secret bosses that I know of, uh, but there's like, um, there's an achievement for beating each boss three times. And I think for the last boss, it's six times. Um, 
and there's there's all kinds of achievements and some of them are like really tough and like sort of hard to get there's you know like the one for filling in the entire map is not that bad um there is one for like being a necromancer and having 10 skeletons in a fight at once um on either side that's a little rough to get um there's one for being the rogue and fencing 10 uh, get like turning in trophies at the at a loop and getting 10 orange items like rare items all at the same time um hmm. there's one there's one for dying outside of a battle uh which is rough which you oh, can do yeah. with you can do with the swamp card because the swamp um the swamp reverses all healing so if you have enough regen then you and you pass over enough swamp tiles in a row you can get it to kill you <laughs> so i actually i remember reading um when i was looking at the wiki when we were doing the episode there are secret bosses and i are think there? one of them i think one of them is like a, a a giant frog i don't have the wiki up right now but i i i want to say one of them was like a giant frog that you summon when you put swamp tiles down on every section of the loop there's uh, no achievement how... related to secret bosses. How am I supposed to know to find? Uh, anyway, Frog King. Okay, I'll have to look at that, I guess. How to summon secret bosses. Interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like the secret bosses are probably, like, stupid hard. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, I've gotten to the point sense. where I can I can pretty like easily beat the final boss uh, with the right um, sets of of skills. So uh, I could probably use something that's a bigger challenge anyway. Um, right now, I'm working on the achievement that involves um, <sighs> playing playing in one loop, uh, play ten cards that are not in your deck. Um, which you can only do by uh, so if you if you put down battleground cards and an enemy dies in the region of the an enemy that has a soul dies in the region of the battleground it can it has a chance of becoming a ghost of like resurrecting as a ghost and any ghost has a chance of resurrecting as a ghost of a ghost. And any ghost of a ghost has a chance of resurrecting as a ghost of a ghost of a ghost. And when a ghost of a ghost of a ghost dies, it drops three cards. And they can be any cards regardless of whether or not they're in your deck. So you have to get lucky enough to get like a large number of ghosts of a ghost of a ghost. And they have to drop cards that you don't already have. And you have to be able to play those cards when it happens. Um, so it's a very difficult challenge. It's so much randomness. Jesus. Yeah, that sounds like a, a nightmare. Yeah, has I got two like, last time. Has this become your new Russ? Mm, maybe. I, it's a thing that I think I once I get like all of the things, like I've done all of the achievements, I think I'll probably stop. Um, it's It's very sticky and it's enjoyable to do for a bit, but I don't get like the same like just pleasure that I get out of Rus from doing it. That's fair. Um, it's more like, I don't know, it's more compulsion than fun. <laughs> but it's, that's not to say it's not any fun. I am, I am like ultimately enjoying myself. 
Nice. Yeah. But it's uh, it's become a good like relaxation game for me in a certain way. Yeah. So that's that's been my couple weeks. Oh, that's what I've been doing. I've been playing. Um, I I finally, I finally went around and um, bought the coin game, which is a game that is I believe is just made primarily by like a guy, and it's a being a kid simulator, and you kind of just go around to various arcades, and he's you know built and programmed all of these arcade machines, and so. It's it's just a game about scraping together enough money by you know having a paper route or babysitting um, to go to the arcade. It's it's very chill. Yeah, it's very chill and also very rough. But the, the coin game is made by a solo developer. Ah, uh, speaking of games that are uh, a little rough, <laughs> shall we talk because of solo development? Should we talk about our current game? Yeah, yeah we can do development, that. Right? Um, I think this one is like two people. Okay. Primarily. But yeah, a very small team. Um, yeah, we played Adios. It was made by uh, Mischief. And it is a game about a pig farmer who uh, the mob uses his pigs to dispose of bodies. And the pig farmer has decided, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So it's sort of your your last day because you know that you're going to get whacked uh, if you stop working for Nobody the mob. Nobody leaves the mob. Um, yeah, yeah, it's... It's a... It's a very... It's a very atmospheric game. Um, when we were doing our, uh, like... Our, our hundredth episode celebration of like top X games in various categories. There was one category we had that we didn't end up recording that was called the most ruined um, that we, we thought was too mean. Um, the, the idea was like games that are most like otherwise really good, but completely ruined by one very bad element. And uh, if we were still doing that, that category, this would probably be my new number one game. <laughs> and we can, why? Yeah, we can talk about why when we get there. It may have had to do with the fact that I was streaming it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's on the whole, it's a very like beautiful, like atmospheric, um, like it just sort of small like small scale but meaningful kind of game um i think the voice acting is like 90 percent of why i like it so much like the main character is really good <laughs> yeah yeah as sort of cranky old farmer and for me it's like it has those you know like ailing farm town sort of vibes that remind me of the region i grew up in um a lot yeah i I believe the the main guy who made this um, is from Kansas, so this <laughs> is sort of a yep. very much a personal experience thing, and for me as well, having grown up in the Midwest around a lot of this these types of towns. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, we should let's go through the uh, the narrative, I guess, piece by piece, um, because it's yeah. like it's it's worth it's I to be honest, I'm like really impressed with how the game is organized uh, for a narrative game. Um, because it's it's a like a series of it's you're sort of in a hub area and it tells you when you're approaching an area where there will be a cutscene and you sort of decide which order you want to do certain cutscenes and you know like you wander around and go to that area when you are ready um, and you can play in each sort of hub area there's a variety of things you can do in any order and then it takes you to the next major hub area once you've done all of them which I think is a really nice organization for a narrative game. I actually have not seen um, a like real space sort of walking sim narrative game that does it in quite that way before. And it's, it's, it's cool. It's good. Yeah, it works out really well. Um, so you start out sort of on your front porch, the van pulls up and you, you have a journal that sort of tells you like these are the tasks that you have to do so you bring up your journal it prompts you to bring up your journal to so sort of show you yes this is a thing you can do and the only text in it is just tell him i'm done which really sets the tone yeah and they they don't explicitly say anywhere in the game that you know you're your pig farm is used to dispose of bodies for the mob, right? Like they, they let the context of the conversations clue you into that over the course of the game. Um, yeah. So like, it seems like a guy just arrives in a white van with a bunch of like little packets of meat in the back of the truck that you feed to your pigs. Um, and like you, like you're telling him it's over. And I was like asking, cause I, I, streamed this and i asked the chat like can you tell what this is about you know based on because i didn't tell them like the premise <clears throat> and there was some like for a while people thought that like uh it was like a breakup <laughs> that these two were dating and that like you were you were telling him that like the relationship was over <laughs> interesting that's a hell of a hell of a consequence to ending a relationship i guess yep. it is a business relationship yeah um, and i mean like obviously they clued in before the end of the game like you know a few a few yeah. uh yeah. sequences in they're like okay like this seems like it's something job job related and maybe there's like some you know there's some ethical thing at stake so maybe it's uh, you know and i think they did come up with mafia eventually that's fair yeah interesting because i i had always seen this pitched as this is the premise even the steam description says this is the premise so i guess yeah. i didn't fully fully realize how vague they leave it in in the in-game dialogue <laughs> yeah no one ever says the word like mob or mafia or like you know even family or anything like that um but yeah it's i think it's clear enough that you know by halfway through the game it should be pretty obvious what's going on yeah, that was a good experiment. <laughs> I'm glad you did that with your stream. Uh, yeah, so you're, as you're saying, Van pulls up, you feed a lot of uh, meat to your pigs. Um, you tell the guy, I'm not doing this. He says, like, well, maybe I can convince you otherwise. Um, and there's a dialogue. There's some places in this where there's dialogue options 
but I get the impression it usually doesn't make a ton of difference what you say. Yeah, as far as I can tell, it, it doesn't, apart from just giving you slightly different dialogue. Yeah, like the immediately next line or two are changed and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, although they do a, one very cool thing that I appreciate, which is that mm -hmm. in some conversations, there are dialogue options that are the things you are thinking, but that you can't actually say. And they, they present like dialogue options, but slightly skewed. And if you try to say them, it just like grays them out and then you, you have to pick a different one. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of a good way of like presenting like, hey, player, we know you want to say something like forceful here, but that's not who this character is. He's a kind of like tight-lipped, uh, you know, curmudgeonly old man who you know like doesn't who's very withdrawn like that's not the sort of thing he would say <laughs> yeah yeah so in i guess in in an effort to convince you to change your mind this your your mob contact guy um offers to army bastard spend the day hang out with you yeah he is a smarty bastard he he offers to um spend the day hanging out on the farm helping you with chores or with whatever whatever you're doing on the farm so that yep. becomes sort of the next series of um of scenes yeah you see, i think are... this, the, the opening is like a two part there's like the bit on the porch with the and with the um the feeding of the pigs and then there's like a breakfast scene where you're actually like sitting mm -hmm. in the dining room and talking to him about uh about the fact that you want to quit and and then, yeah, then comes series of chores number one. Yeah. So I think the first one is uh, shoveling manure. There's uh, milking the goats. Yep. Yeah. And these are the ones you can do in any order. Yeah. Uh, um, there's, uh, there's feeding the horse, I think. Yeah. That's one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, somewhere I brought up like a video walkthrough here. Or maybe I can skim it to see. Oh, there's like a thing where it's like, show him the old shed. And it, it really feels like oh, you're yeah. going to murder him in the shed because like it's it's dark when you go in and there's you have like hammers and wrenches and stuff. But it turns out your character just fixes up old soda machines um, as a thing. It's like, OK, yeah, as a hobby. And that becomes uh, a whole, you know. I want I want you to have one of these old soda machines when I'm gone. Yeah. When I'm done, I don't think he explicitly says, you know, after you kill me. Um, yeah. Uh, there's there's also yeah. horseshoes in the uh, in the opening uh, sequence of things. You yeah. can play horseshoes. I I kicked ass at horseshoes. Yeah. I, I it took me a while. The absolute floor with him. <laughs> It's. I was actually. Kind, I did win, but it was a close game for me because it took me a while to figure out like what the actual good strategy was. Uh, aim yeah. high. Aim high is the good strategy. Aim high. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and in each in each of these things, you like you do the task at hand, but you sort of end up talking about something else. Like at uh, when you're doing the like shoveling manure and like wheel wheelbarrowing it over to a place um 
you have a conversation about like the main character's participation in Vietnam um, mm-hmm. and how he like left and then went back as a journalist. Um, and you have, when you're, when you're playing horseshoes, you talk about like your high school sweetheart and sort of how like you didn't expect her to wait for you, but she did, I think is how that story goes. Yeah. And the, um, her, you know, the other guy that was sort of trying to court your, who <laughs> the woman who became your wife built this big old mansion up on the hill. And then he just went in there and like never came out. Yeah. And then I think, I think did the house burn down? I don't remember, but it, it was destroyed in a storm of some kind, I think. Yeah. But it was. Right, that's what it was. Yeah. But yeah. So, being probably more recent because like, it takes place like 25 years after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I forget they they do I think explicitly set it in a specific year, but I forget which one. 92. 92. Okay. So yeah, yeah it's it, like an early 90s. So it's like pre-cell phone ubiquity kind of but like <clears throat> also this guy's a little bit of a luddite. <laughs> yeah, um, a bit. So part of the premise that unfolds as you're doing all this is the idea that like and I guess they don't they don't get into it as much right at the start, but it's it becomes clear over the course of the game is that the the main character's wife has recently died. Um, and he's starting to think about like, you know, the fact that he the thing he this the thing he's doing with the mob makes him kind of a bad person and he's thinking about his immortal soul and whether he'll get to see his wife again in heaven. And so he's trying to think of like, a way to make amends and the only thing he can think of is like stop doing mob stuff yeah i also i also took a lot of it as you know he knows what will happen to him if he stops mm-hmm. uh working for the mob and he's very tired yeah of just continuing to go on because the other big thing is uh he he has a son he and his wife had a son um, his son is, you know, an adult now, and he is uh, very, very estranged from his son. Yeah, which because... comes up in a later scene. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that oh, that, that rough that was a bit of dialogue there. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, we should we should talk about that scene in more depth yeah. when we get to it. Is that's I think that's like the one of the most poignant scenes in the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then there's like an interstitial scene, I think, that's like a required scene. Or maybe there's a couple required scenes. One's the tree, where you like talk about this old chestnut tree and the fact that they were like, a lot of them were destroyed by a certain type of pestilence. And um, I don't know, it all rings very sort of like metaphorical, but like more and more in a tonal way than a like specific reference to the situation way. Yeah. It's the same thing with the, um, the pigs at, during one scene there, they're talking mm. about the breed of pigs and he's got this uh, heritage breed, like specifically an American breed that is not and widely I, raised. And they were, I thought there was something you know, wrong with extinct. the models at first, because I was looking at the pig models and I'm like, why do they have nipples okay. on their cheeks? Uh, but that's actually what the, that breed of pig looks like. Uh, one of the people yeah. in my chat 
Googled the breed and he's like, they got, they have these weird little things hanging from the side of their face. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah. So there, that's, I guess, I mean, that's sort of a, a theme with, yeah, with sort, the of this, or sort of this. Yeah. A there's a lot. Pride. There's a lot about this. Yeah. This guy that he's sort of like trying to keep a hold of the past and sort of, you know, like understanding things that will be lost forever, like if no one is taking care of them. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, but also like he's the only one and he's sort of given up. So there's a lot of like sort of sad musings on that general idea. Um, yeah. Which are pretty poignant. The segment with the tree was, was, was surprisingly really sad because, at, you know, at the end of it, he's, imploring his his mob contact you know what you need to tell me that someone's going to keep taking care of this tree that you're not just going to have it you know chopped down and sold off for lumber because it would be really you know uh it would get a lot of money in lumber because it is such a a, a rare and sought after type of wood and he he's really you know impassioned in his desire to keep this tree alive and to have somebody else take care of it yeah which is sort of his whole life right like there's nobody mm -hmm. left to kind of do all these things he's doing he's sort of a relic past his time a little bit and um but he doesn't want to be there anymore uh then yeah. then's a sort of similar theme you're fixing up an uh, a car that's uh that's broken down uh mm -hmm. in the garage yeah. And this one, the mob contact, like, actually helps you with, because he apparently knows something about cars. Yeah. I guess, uh, older man having a midlife crisis. I, he does, like, talk about, like, his midlife crisis and how he got an old car, I think, to fix up, and that's <laughs> that's yeah. why he knows about cars, which is funny, because my uh, my boyfriend's dad recently bought a, a very nice <laughs> antique car, and it is up. A, a very beautiful car and that's sort of his thing right now is that he's fixing that up yep. so i guess that's a pretty universal uh boomer male thing <laughs> get an old car fix it up in the states at least yeah i kind of want to get an yeah. old car and fix it up <laughs> and i have yeah i know nothing about cars and i don't have a license yeah. <laughs> like the idea of like getting to understand this stuff is really cool yeah. yeah, I can I can sort yeah. of see like what where that impulse comes from because it's like it's an interesting machine. It's an interesting and complex machine, and you sort of get to tinker with its insides. Yeah. Um, and he has a he has one of those um. It's like sports car in the front, pickup truck in the back, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, which is just which, like I know they, they even say in the game what they call those and I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. And I'm like, that's that's an ugly as shit car, but I understand it, why it would appeal to this particular character. Yeah. Um, it's actually it's not that ugly. I have seen uglier classic cars than that. <laughs> yeah, they're um. Yeah, I'm then looking at the, it right now. I mean, it it doesn't look bad, especially from the front when you can't see the like pickup bed in the back. The truck bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, then is a sequence called the shotgun where you shoot skeet with him. Um, I did go back to see if I could shoot him in the face during this sequence and you get an achievement called nice try. <laughs> hmm. So I don't, you I don't remember if I, if I did that or if I just thought about it. Uh, I think I was too afraid to like mess anything up. Yeah. The first time I was like, really kind of game. yeah, the first time I was like, uh, I want to see what happens, but on the off chance that it like just ends the game right now, I, I do want to see like the, the natural ending first. Yeah. You also get an achievement um, if you, at the very beginning, when you have the the pickup truck or the the van load of body parts, you get a, an achievement if you um, feed all of the bits to your pigs. Yeah, there's a surprisingly high number of achievements in this game. Yeah, um, a lot of achievements. And like, uh, luckily, when you finish the game, there's like a chapter select, so you can go back and just like do things individually in certain chapters um except that and this is part of my problem um <clears throat> the i was able so there's like a, a few achievements at the ending depending on like what you decide to cook in the cooking sequence and uh i did two of them and then the game bugged and i couldn't finish it ever again oh no yeah um, I could never get to the ending sequence because I wanted to see if something different happened if you made dinner without getting the shotgun at all. If you, like, didn't put the shotgun on the table. Um, if it, like, m you know, marginally changed how the ending played out. I assumed you would still die either way, but I was like, I wonder if, like, he, you know, doesn't shoot you as quickly or something like that. Um, but something mm -hmm. about doing it out of order just completely bugged the game for me. Uh, even as after I like reloaded that chapter a couple times, um, which is unfortunate. Hmm. Um, is that why the game is ruined? No, uh, that that okay. like was that was sort of the yeah. cherry on that on why the game is ruined. But because um, <laughs> it was sort of part of that sequence. But anyway, uh, not we're not case, there yet. I would have been upset with you. Yeah. No, uh, no, I can I can forgive like a two person game for having some bugs like that's understandable. It's also built in an engine um, where you can like, you know, hold shift to sprint and like press spacebar to jump, which are not really actions that make sense for your character to do, but you can do them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a problem when making games like that, because a lot of people like when they find when they get these kinds of control. They kind of want to jump around. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're, you're used to using it in other games for, like, you know, for your movement. So why why wouldn't you? But it, it does kind of break the tone a little bit when you do it. Um, the... So... Um, uh, yeah, but, like, that's a, that's a thing you can get just because you know it's it's easier to make games with an out of the box engine that you're not programming yourself obviously um and yeah. you know those controls come with the engine so you just you know it's extra work to take them out so you, you often don't um and for a, for a little game like this i think that's reasonable uh yeah. so then there's the goodbye where you basically send off the mob guy and you're like, tell him I'm not doing it anymore. And he's like, you know, this means that we're going to have to kill you, right? And you're like, yeah. I mean, it, they don't say it in as many words, but that's basically the conversation. 
And he's like, well, I'll give you, like, the rest of the afternoon to get your affairs in order. And, like, you know, as a courtesy. And you're like, great. So then the next sequence is another hub where you can do a few things in any order. And it's, like, the all of the, like, getting your affairs in order scenes. Um, which includes... Yeah, includes fishing. Uh, fishing up the fish you always meant to catch. Um, like, your, your fish rival or whatever. Um, yeah, you can, um, I, I understand you can listen to music in your, in your son's old room, but I think at that point the game had already actually bugged for me because I was unable to interact with any of the tapes or records. Um, hmm. so I, I found that I, later I was looking at achievements and I was like, wait, I like, I, tried I, to do that. I tried to do that. Why didn't it let me do that? Hmm. Um, there's like saying goodbye to your horse and you like leave the the paddock open for him so he can just like run away since you can't take care of him anymore. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of that sad stuff. Sad um, the saddest one though of all is uh, I guess I think the dog is actually required to be the last one. Yeah. So the saddest one in the optional section is the phone calls. Um, one of the phone calls is is almost kind of funny because you call your neighbor and go like, hey, I'm going out of town a few days. Can you like come take care of my animals? And she's just like, will not stop talking. <laughs> she just prattles on and on. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of like sweet and comforting in a certain way. Um, it's very nice. Uh, and but then the other conversation is you try to call your son to make amends with him. And who boy. <laughs> Yeah, that one is rough, and you you find out why why your son isn't speaking to you, and it becomes um, your wife in her last you know last months or weeks or whatever. Um, I guess she had Alzheimer's, or I don't yeah, know if they ever specifically something. say she had Alzheimer's, yeah. but she was. They did. You know. Okay. Yeah. So she you know didn't know where she was. It was hard to care for her so he ended up putting her you know in a uh, assisted living facility or whatever they called it specifically in this game but you know he he put her in a home for her last couple of months so that she could actually be well cared for by professionals and her the, you know their son was very not happy with that yeah and decision. specifically he didn't tell their son where she was where he sent her um, which is like, yeah. it, to him must have seemed like unconscionably cruel. But the reason is that because she was like not always lucid, since she knew what he did for the mob and the son did not know what he did for the mob, like he was really worried that she was going to accidentally say something that would tell the mm -hmm. son what was going on and then he would be at risk because like he if he knows then the mob might come after him and try and kill him um because yeah. he knows too much and like so he couldn't tell his kid like where the kid's mom was dying and like that's fucked up <laughs> mm -hmm. like it's like it's understandable how it got to that point but it's fucked up yeah it, it seems like because that was the rationale it seems like too much of a risk to even have her put into a home but yeah i mean theoretically it's it's one of those um crooked nursing homes run by the mob 
maybe so or maybe that maybe <laughs> it's just like the sort of things she might say could be like you know written off by most people but because yeah. the son like knows enough he could put two and two together and realize what was going on mm -hmm. or something like that yeah um but it's it's rough and like there's this is this conversation has a lot of those moments of things that you would like to say that the game won't let you say um and they're heartbreaking because yeah. it's like things where you like tell your son that you love him and stuff like that and it's like but you can't say these things because you're uh like an old man who doesn't know how to talk about his feelings yeah that's the other thing um earlier in the game they talk about you know how you got into the disposing of bodies for the mob thing and it's because your son was sick and you needed help with medical bills yeah um it's just just sort of going into all of the terrible shit you have to do sometimes to um to get by yeah especially so. in our in the american medical system yeah. um Ugh. yeah um and yeah i mean like and it's clear you know like this guy pig there's not a lot of money in pig farming as he points out um and you know yeah. he he got by as best he could but you know eventually he couldn't get by on his own and he went to a friend to ask for help and the friend knew somebody in the mob and like after that he kind of had no choice mm -hmm. um i don't know it's and it's it's like it's that that phone call was like kind of like devastating in tone like really like verge yeah. of tears and and right after that is the fucking dog sequence which is was definitely like edge of tears oh. uh which is the the grave of your dog uh is out the dog's buried out by that chestnut tree out in the yard and so you go out and either sit or stand uh at the grave and sort of talk to to the dog <laughs> and about how you believe that like dogs go to heaven when they die and it's very sad yeah because yeah. dogs one go thing, to heaven like, before we go on the, put the dog i want to say about the phone call yeah i did not find that well it was heartbreaking but like to me the dialogue was the like least realistic dialogue of all the dialogue in the game yeah, I could see that because it, it does have to be pretty expository in order for you to sort of get what's yeah. going on. <laughs> it's pretty expository and it's also like just keep referencing the things you have seen in the game. Mm -hmm. Like talking about the chestnut tree, the goats. Yeah. I mean, like that farm is his whole world. There's sort of only so many things that like he thinks about on a regular basis i think but i t i do take your point yeah yeah and then and so then it's compounded with so like that's kind of a rough like oof like i understand why the kid is mad i wish they could reconcile but like it's you know i also understand why the the husband did the thing that he did and you know it's it's rough and then the dog scene was like oh i this my heart i can't take it the dog no um yeah very sad and then then it goes to a final sequence where you're like l making your last meal and this is where the game was ruined for me because okay. 
it goes from the saddest fucking scene where I was on the verge of tears to fucking goat simulator the cooking game where like there's the most atrocious physics i kept like accidentally throwing food on the floor i can't hold the knife and a vegetable at the same time so i keep accidentally dropping the knife when i'm trying to pick up food i'm like like i accidentally dropped something in the sink and i had to keep like jump grabbing to try and pick it up because i could only see a tiny corner while i was jumping like it it like completely took me to the exact opposite tone of the previous scene it's supposed to be like melancholy and wistful because you're making your last meal and i was laughing so hard <laughs> yeah that's fair that's valid yeah i got a great picture in my mind like just seeing you yeah and and I was yeah. like, I was so sad immediately preceding that. And then it's like, chop four, like four carrots, and I can't fucking do it to save my goddamn life. Um, uh. Yeah. And so so the way this this part works is that your journal has three recipes in it, and you can. Um, you can either make any of those three recipes. You have like a set of, you have like a pathetically small number of things in your fridge. Uh, and you can make one of the ingredients, uh, one of the recipes. You can fail to make any of the recipes or there's a leftover burrito in the fridge and you can just grab that. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, beef stew, that sounds like a thing I can do. Uh, and so I tried to make beef stew and I like, dropped the beef on the floor and then, you know, cut it into pieces and then had trouble like getting it into the right place. And it was, yeah, it was a fucking mess. Yeah. That I, I don't know if I maybe had as much difficulty as you did, but that, that relying on uh, physics for your final bit of the game and knowing that in any game, like, you know, where you're relying on a pre-built physics engine to do something that, like, the engine wasn't built, like, exactly for, there's a potential for it to go all wonky, right? Like, bad yeah. physics is its own fucking genre, and it's so easy to do accidentally. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was probably exacerbated for me because I was streaming. Um, and so I was doing this, like, I had to perform this action in front of an audience. Yeah. Uh, that just made that it would... that much funnier. Yeah. Because then you also have the reinforcement of people in chat also <laughs> reacting to yeah. the, the absurdity of it. Yeah. And there's no, the thing is, the thing that was the funniest to me is that Unless I missed something in the controls, and I did look for it specifically in the controls, there's no put down button. There is only throw. Um, so whenever I like needed to set down the knife because I needed to pick something else up, I have to like toss it across the room. Yeah, I think so. I think if you pick something else up while you are holding an item, the the, the thing that you're currently holding gets set down. Yeah, it gets um, auto-dropped. So what I did was I, yeah, which is a little easier than having to throw the knife across the room, but still, it does just kind of drop wherever you are. Yeah. So I think I got around that by, like, I picked up all of the carrots, 
put that like threw them <laughs> to the cutting board. Then yep. I picked up the knife and cut all the carrots. And then I picked up a carrot, let the knife fall to the ground, and just dropped each whatever yeah. into the pot. Um, yeah, I think that might have been how I did it. But yeah, and that's how I did it on like my third attempt to. By the time I was like trying, so I got the stew and I got the curry. I think. Uh, no, I got the like meat and potatoes one is the is the second one. And I was going to make the curry. And by that point, I was an expert. I'm like, okay, throw the knife on the table, pick up the potato, put throw the potato on the cutting board, pick up the other potato, throw the potato on the cutting board, you know, like uh, all of this. And then I got the curry and I went to take it to the table and it wouldn't let me put it down on the table. Um, oh, and it, did, it didn't even when I finished the curry, it didn't unlock the curry achievement. So I think at that point it was fully bugged. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, which, as I say, like, I can forgive, you know, little bugs in a tiny indie game. Um, and, and that was after I'd already finished the game twice. So it wasn't like I didn't get to see the ending because of the bug. Um, but coming right after I had been laughing so hard about these uh, these food sequences, like, it just kind of was the cherry on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I understand the intent of the tone of, like, making what you know is going to be your last meal. But I, for me, this kind of ruined the game. I mean, I enjoyed myself. I had a hilarious time. But in terms of what I was hoping slash expecting to slash I think the dev was expecting me to get out of the game, like, completely dashed it. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, with the following scene, where he comes through the door and he just shoots you. Yeah. It's very, very quick. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you then, so you sit down at the table with your uh, food and with the shotgun you get from the basement. And then, like, you eat your meal and then the guy comes in and just shoots you from the doorway. Like, he doesn't even come into the room. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a very important thing. Yeah, it kind of leaves you with the tone from the cooking. Mm-hmm. That's the end. Yeah, it's, it certainly doesn't, yeah, it certainly doesn't do anything to upend that tone. It's just sort of abrupt and like, whoa, what just, wow. Um, so and I then, thought, you know, like, he would come in and maybe, like, sit down. Like yeah. have a few last words. Yeah, I thought so too. That's why I tried to see if there was something I could do where you don't get the shotgun. Because I was like, hey, if I like, because the if when you you pick up a shotgun from your basement, you like put it on the dinner table next to you. So my thought was like, well, he sees the shotgun and maybe he fires on sight, right? Because you're armed. So maybe if you go into the conversation unarmed, he like comes in and sits down, and like has a few words with you before he kills you. But I was unable to test that mm -hmm. because I it bugged out the game. So, um, and then I could. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that you, that you could just neglect to get the shotgun because I did every like everything that was in the um, the journal. I just did because I figured you had to, but maybe you don't. Yeah, well, I I thought you know no. like well if it if it forces me to get the shotgun, at least I'll just like make the dinner first and then go get the shotgun. But if you make the dinner without getting the shotgun first, you just can't finish. 
and uh, maybe not. Hmm. Maybe that's not true. Maybe the game bugged out for a different reason, and that was just a consequence of that. But I, I think that's what happened. I think it just d is not prepared for you to make food without getting the shotgun first. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Because it, it won't let you put the food on the table. And even if you try and go and get the shotgun after that, like you put the food down and you go down and get the shotgun, then you can't put the shotgun on the table. So you can't finish. Yeah. That would be, I would, I might, I might go back and see if, if I can get different outcomes from you. If, to see just how bugged it was. Yeah. See if but you, I would, if you I can would assume the outcome bug. is the same. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I would assume um, that the outcome is the same. It might be now too long since I uh, since I streamed it, but if it's not, maybe I will uh, see if I can highlight. Uh, oh God, no Twitch, shush. Um, I might see if I can highlight the playthrough just to show you guys the the end sequence. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Yeah, I think I think it's it's expired, unfortunately. Oh well. <laughs> oh, oh well. Yeah. You will That's have to take my you will have Twitch. to take my word for it that it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe you. Um, and yeah, that's the game. You get yeah. shot and then the credits roll. Yep. And there's as I say, there's uh, you know, uh, which I'm gonna face a chapter select, so you can then go back and like as much as you want, you know, um, get get various achievements and and check stuff out that you maybe missed or or anything like that. But but yeah, that's the whole story. And minus the goofy ass cooking scene, it's like an interesting sort of poignant narrative that I really enjoyed. <clears throat> I just I could not get over the goofy ass cooking scene. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little goofy, but yeah, and I guess, you know, my experience yeah. is not—I'm sure not universal, but yeah, yeah, I think streaming it probably had a lot of a lot to do with it, but it is still, it is still it's goofy. Not like, um, it's still a bit goofy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's not a long game. It's like maybe an hour-ish to play. <laughs> like not yeah. more than two for sure. Yeah, I think. Let me see if I can even find it. Yeah, I've got two hours and I played I played through it all the way through once and then I did a couple of chapter select. So yeah, I have 2.2. I have 2.2 yeah, two. Two and that was with streaming it and like trying to figure out that bug thing at the end and so yeah, maybe around two hours uh, if you're if you're taking your time with it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I like like I honestly I feel like the game is like twenty bucks or something on Steam, which I feel like is high for an like hour long indie experience that is like you know a little bit buggy, and and is this level of sort of you know this this sort of lower level of polish. Because, like, the, you know, everybody's modeled and stuff, but the animations are all incredibly simplistic, and it's, like, just the character's mouth moving in a way that's, like, a little bit uncanny valley. Um, so, I, I don't know. I feel like this is a good game to get if it's, like, more than 50% off on Steam. 
I wouldn't necessarily recommend paying full price for it. Yeah. I was gonna say the character models look a little Muppety. That was my my yeah. uh, reaction to them. Yeah, especially with like lip moving movement. Mm -hmm. but that's yeah. that's really hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And like I said, like I you know, I think it's like perfectly good quality for the sort of size of team that it is. It's just that, you know, like we had it we I feel like, you know, Wintermore is a way more polished game, uh, and we're only selling it for fifteen. <laughs> right? Like twenty is high for an indie game like this, I feel like. Um, yeah, I think but I I really like this game. However, I like I can't recommend it just to people just because of the price and like the length, like yeah, the content. It's feels bad saying this, but like yeah, I I agree because like enough. I I don't want to like I, indie games are incredibly undervalued generally, and like I am very much for <clears throat> like indie games overall should charge more. But like, I, I don't know. This this doesn't feel like twenty bucks worth of entertainment to me. Yeah, that's fair. I think the main reason that I was like interested in getting it recently, like you know, right after launch and at full price, mm -hmm. is because I think this is sort of the first like big game that big air quotes big, you know, however you want to call it, game that this guy has shipped or that this team has shipped, and. Um, a lot of the, like the game came from a thread of game ideas that this guy had come up with and a lot of the ideas are good and it's like okay well this is you know an investment make into making yeah. sure that, that that more of these games can be made yeah yeah which is fair um i think yeah. it might be <clears throat> although in terms of like business savvy i think this is a case where you probably would sell more at a lower price and make an yeah, overall make more money overall uh, if they were offering it as like a $10, $10 or $5 game, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe that's wrong. Like, I, yeah, I don't know much, but like everything I've heard from publishers, they keep saying like up the price. Yeah, I think that's mostly directed at like, you know, indie games that sell for $5 when they should be 15 though. But I, who knows? <laughs> Um, I, it's, I think this, the market is complicated enough that it's, it's, there are a few like general, like, you know, ideas of what can be done, but it's, it's not like anybody can, can predict the perfect price points for things. So maybe, maybe, you know, this would have sold exactly the same numbers of number of copies either way. And so it's good that they made it 20 bucks, but who knows? Yeah, it's, I, I, too, I my brain too bad to know or to even <laughs> venture a guess so <laughs> yeah like we you know we priced uh wintermore at 15 which we thought was a little low like we were sort you know we would kind of wanted to it to be like 20 to 25 but we figured like a lot fewer people would probably buy it in the 20 to 25 range so we might be able to like you know we might actually make more if we offered it slightly lower um and you know we didn't break even, so th there's no way of knowing if we would have if we had priced it higher or not. But yeah, yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I definitely i I would definitely say Wintermore is 
at least $25 worth of content. I would hope so. At I mean, least. it's like it's like a 10 to 15 hour game, which is not nothing. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's it's pretty polished. Um, and we sell it, I think, for like 20 bucks on consoles because the console market is just like expects higher base prices. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's it's apparently just a pretty common thing to for it to cost more on console. But um, yeah. I don't know. Game pricing is hard. <laughs> That's all I really have to say on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, like, cooking scene notwithstanding, like, A-plus work on the game. Like, very atmospheric. Love the voice acting. Like, the voice acting, it feels like, of the main guy, feels like AAA-level voice acting. Um, just really yeah. solid. Yeah, I think this would have been a, a voice performance that would have been really easy to have it go too far and to be a little like too hammy considering. Or, yeah, maudlin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really doesn't. It really plays it straight, uh, but still manages to, to hit home when it needs to. Yeah. Yeah, you really you really get a strong feeling for who this guy is. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's it. Any other further thoughts on the game? No. I, I guess not. So. It's, uh... Yeah, I figured this would be a short one, but I guess it hasn't been that short. I guess we're within our, our regular, <laughs> our regular time, time frame. Yeah. yeah, it's a short game, but it's also a narrative game, which means there's like a little bit more to talk, about. To talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and also, you know, cooking circus. Uh, <laughs> cooking circus. You know, if anything, I would Cirque, say that... Cirque du Café, if you will. Ah, yes. Perfect. <laughs> you know, if anything, I would say that uh, more games need to have a, a really rough cooking, physics-based <laughs> cooking segment immediately after the, the highest point of emotional impact. <laughs> a um, grossly jarring atonal cooking sequence yeah um I'm just yeah trying to, i'm trying to imagine like fitting that into other games um like trying to <laughs> yeah. since you were talking about control and now i'm thinking about control like what would that look like yeah i'm trying control, to think like what's the, the what's what are like the saddest games that we've played like if gris had like a after you escape from the <laughs> bleakness before you can ascend to to the stars you have to play a really janky like broken physics cooking sim yeah or or oh, fucking perfect or fucking if you had to use gross physics to make lattes in necrobarista like right before the end uh yeah i think this is my new genre <laughs> no <laughs> yeah anyway oh, so this, this is like definitely not uh not the right kind of conversation to have at this point in the podcast but since i'm thinking about games that we uh previously played oxen free 2 boys it's coming Ooh, yeah. yeah i, I is it gonna be a sequel or is so it just gonna be that announcement. <clears throat> is it gonna be a spike it early I, yeah, I'm not actually sure because 
I think it is a different main character. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I don't necessarily know I would that I would want like a, a direct narrative sequel to Oxenfree because it wraps up or doesn't wrap up in a way that feels very appropriate for the rest of the game. Um, so okay, it takes place five years after, and okay. Riley returns to her. Was Riley? Was Riley in the? I don't remember. I don't remember I don't... either. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think this is a, a new character, unless I have just completely forgotten everybody. But yeah, it takes place five years after. Yeah, I looked up Oxenfree Riley, and only Oxenfree 2 stuff is coming up, so I assume okay. that it's the Oxenfree 2 character. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is... Uh, so it's somebody else same, encountering the same island, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that yes. seems appropriate to me. That's that's what I would hope for more from a sequel rather than the same characters again. Yeah. This is... I'm glad we actually played Oxenfree for the podcast because that is uh, a good game. It's anyway, a solid I just game. wanted to... Yeah, to I could see it, I could see it be like a thing where you... in Like in the course of the game, you end up like interacting with the other main character who is like trapped on the island somehow or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't want it. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want it to just pick up where the last one left off with no changes. Yeah. I still like, I've been meaning that's one that I've like been meaning to go back and play again. Cause I want to try like, see the new game plus stuff, but I just haven't gotten around to. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, it, I mean, it is like a lot of the same stuff, but I, I think, I think I said this when we actually talked about it for real, but it's like just different enough to, uh, to keep you going, yeah, even though it is basically it. just the exact same game. Yep. Someday. Maybe once I've gotten enough distance from it that it feels like, oh, it's been a while since I played that. I should play that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, let's anyway, talk about I the think... next game. Yeah, so uh, the next game is uh, Later Alligator, which is a adventure game, I think primarily an adventure game, uh, about a small alligator and the crime syndicate in Alligator City. I honestly don't know much about the story of the game, but it looks <laughs> cute and it looks fun. It looks like it's and... a sort of uh, like comedy noir. I like I keep like looking at the trailer. It makes me think of Frog Detective. Maybe not quite as just like earnestly low stakes as uh, Frog Detective, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is a game that was sold to me almost entirely on uh, the strength of the animation. Yeah, so. and it does look the animation does look good. the The trailer involves like a little uh, a little alligator playing a banjo, essentially, uh, or like a little guitar. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the animation of like the alligator just going to town on the guitar at the end is like one of the most adorable things I've seen in a while. Yeah, and mini games. Apparently, there are a lot of mini games. Yeah. So we shall that is see. Exciting. Yeah, and um, I don't did I say it? Alligator or later alligator is by uh, Pillow Fight. So okay, cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's uh, on Steam. It's like it's like eighteen bucks on Steam, um, which is a little bit on the pricier side of what we usually do for the podcast. But um, uh, I don't know. I'll 
I'm going to wait since I'm not going to start playing it today. I'm going to wait until I start playing it to buy it just in case it happens to go on sale between now and then. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, who knows? Always, always got to hedge your bets. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think, I guess, I, I guess we can do plugs. Yeah. Uh, hello, I'm Kelso. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Kelso Time Bomb. I almost forgot my Twitter handle. What the, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with me? Um, and and uh, you can follow the Twitter podcast uh, at Feedback Force. Yep. Uh, I am at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter. You can buy my game, Wintermore Tactics Club, on Steam or uh, various other uh, PC retailers, as well as on PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Hello, I'm Carl, and you can follow me on Twitter at Gug3. And uh, we'll be back in nice. two weeks. And if you want to, um, if you, you know, have strong feelings about Later Alligator and want to come discuss the game with us on the podcast, uh, reach out to us on Twitter uh, and or come talk about it in the Discord. Because we love chatting yeah, with people in the Discord and we love having guests on the show. Yes, and you can find the Discord link uh, on the Twitter feed, because that's where I put it. <laughs> yep. And if you and if the link is not working for some reason, then bother Kelso about it. Yeah, bother me about it. I don't. I have. I like. I am still using the same link that it was before, and I don't think that has uh, ever needed to change. I think that one still works. So. I was going to say sometimes they expire over time, so it might be worth checking it periodically. Yeah, yeah, I think I, ha I think I have this on one what... set to be. Yeah, I have this one set to be like number of uses rather than time. Hmm. So, but yeah, I'll I'll look I'll look just to be sure because now I am paranoid about it. But <laughs> I think we're still good. Anyway, that's been that. This has been an episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Bye. Bye.